People of Earth, attention! This is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended. My children of the fright, relieve the nightmares of your screams, where the absurd becomes reality, and the horror becomes the norm, and always produced by schmutzy filmmakers, Schwartz Audio Theater, Come in, come in. What a splendid evening for a show. Let's get right to it. The Brain That Wouldn't Die is one of my favorite films. Produced in 1962, it was a horror flick well ahead of its time. Reminds me of Prudence. Of course, she was only a mouth and lungs when I met her. Ha! Bigor! Oh, yes, your doctorness. How is our special dish commencing? Nearly done, Herr Doctor. Marvelous. In celebration of this film, I've named tonight's entree Jan in a pan. I hope you like it. <laughs> Bigor, roll the film and bring on the cheese. Dr. Kortner, you're losing the patient. His brain is a mess. Dad, you're an excellent brain surgeon, but you play it too safe. Increase injection 42. Let me have a crack at him. Hold these tongs. I can save him. He's my patient. Oh, he's dead. Move over, Dad. Your methods are antique. I'm going to revive this man myself. Nurse, prepare serum 9A. Not 9A. Yes, 9A. Dad, cut his chest cavity open and massage his heart. Now, watch what happens when you're not afraid to pray, God. Nurse, administer the injection while I fiddle behind this curtain and voila! It's a miracle. No, it's radical science. I'm warning you, son. Don't play God. It'll come back to haunt you. Tell it to your patient, Dad. The one I just saved. After the operation, Dr. Bill Corner is making out with his young and beautiful girlfriend, Jan Compton. Oh, God! Oh, God! Yes, yes, I am, I am. This is Dr. Cordner. Bill, it's Kurt. I'm busy. You've got to come to the country house immediately. Honey, let's play God again. I'll talk to you later. There's a problem with the experiment. I'll be right there. What's wrong, Bill? Well, you'll see soon enough. You've always wondered what I do on all those weekend trips by myself. 
Well, now you're going to find out. We have to hurry. Racing along with his convertible, Dr. Cortner barely moves the wheel, and somehow the tires manage to squeal on dirt. Further confusing logic, it's only when the couple comes to a severe series of curves in the road that the doctor decides to speed up. Bill, watch out! The curve's too sharp! Conveniently, Dr. Cortner is thrown from the car and rolls around on the ground. Mm. Ah. Mm. Jan Compton isn't so fortunate. As the car bursts into flames, we see only her hand reach up and grasp for air. Dr. Cortner only has a few seconds to shove his hands toward the camera and act anguished while he pulls off his girlfriend's head. He sticks it under his shirt for safekeeping and agonizingly stumbles the rest of the way to his secret laboratory. Bill, thank God you're here. I've been having problems with the monster. Shut up. We've no time for all of that now. I've been in a wreck. Jan died. I was only able to save her head. Quick, set up the equipment. We must sustain her until I can find her a new body. Right away. Later that evening... Jan's scar-free head peacefully sits in an oil pan of chocolate syrup. A pair of headphones mounted to an erector set is attached to her temples, and IVs of bobbling goo and wires run in and out of the oil pan to some strange sparking contraption. <sighs> There's brainwave activity. This is crazy. It's radical science. It's Abby... That'd be normal. I've given her the new serum. It should last. It will last. I don't want to lose her. I'm leaving to find her a new body right away. But your other experiment, what if... It won't happen again. I'll tend to our other patients' problems later. Give Jen anything she needs while I return. That shouldn't be too hard. I'll make us both a head cheese sandwich. Shut up. Shut up, I tell you. Slow down. Going to crash. Oh, wait a minute. Where's my body? Dr. Cortner saved your life. Bill did this to me? You should be grateful. I hate him for it. At this very moment, he's out trying to find you a body. He's turned me into a hideous freak. (laughs) Why do you laugh? Because I'm an evil head. Why is your right arm withered up? Because Dr. Cortner tried to give me an arm transplant, and it didn't take. That makes me feel good about my chances with a new body. What's in the closet that keeps banging around? Um, the thing in the closet, well, uh... It used to be a man before Dr. Cortner's experiments on him went incredibly wrong. Now he's a hideous beast without intellect. It just keeps getting better. 
Meanwhile, Dr. Bill Cortner arrives at the local gentleman's establishment and sizes up the lady dancers. You can't be seen by anyone when you snatch the girl. You can't have any suspicions, no questions, no inquiries. Hey, big fella. A feather dancer. Lucky plucky. What's a classy guy like you doing in a seedy dump like this? I'm uh, looking for somebody. <laughs> Isn't everyone? <laughs> and when you find somebody, what then? Well, that's when I plan to begin my operation. <laughs> oh, you're coming through loud and clear, honey. Message receiving. <laughs> I haven't much time. I have to help someone who needs me very badly. Are you coming with me or not? Hey, hey, hey! What about what I need, honey? Don't be in such a hurry. I got another show to do in thirty minutes. I'll go with you when I'm done. Hey, tall, dark, and leering! Back off! This is my turf. <laughs> wow! I'm just saying hello. And so the cat fight begins. The kind that made Leo tired. Ah, no good, no good. Too many witnesses. I'll have to try somewhere else. He left, schmuck. What do we do now? Keep wrestling in our skimpy tights. Why? It sells movie tickets. Oh yeah. With time working against him, Doctor Cortner drives around town until. He discovers a midnight beauty pageant. Remember, folks, your applause is your vote. Let's hear it for Cynthia Rothrock. Sandy Williams, an old schoolmate, sees Doctor Cortner from across a crowded room. Bill, hi, it's Sandy. You remember me from high school? Yes. Been a long time, Sandy. Next, we have the lovely Jane Balder. Jane Balder, ladies and gentlemen. Jane has the second most beautiful figure I've ever seen. Oh, and who was the first? You? No, silly. <laughs> Doris from high school. Yes, good body. Didn't she have a car accident after graduation and scar her face? Yeah, but she's still a model. She does it just for body shots and only in private. She lives just a few streets over. Thanks for the info. I have to run. Bye, Sandy. Snug. Meanwhile, back at the secret laboratory. I can see him everywhere he goes. A schmuck, but how can I? It must be the anti-rejection serum he gave me. It's given me more power than he knows. I can feel many things. Even him, you, there in the closet. Are you as hideous as I? Knock once for yes and twice for no. Bill is out of his mind. We must stop him. I'm only ahead, and you're only whatever you are. But together we're a force to be reckoned with. I'll be the brains, and you be the brawn, and we'll stop Doctor Bill Cortner from destroying more lives with his god-induced maniacal radical science perversions. Doctor.
Dr. Bill Cortner, you don't have a chance against Jan in the pan. <laughs> Dr. Cortner arrives at Doris's apartment and casually lets himself in without knocking or even bothering to announce his presence. He finds the gorgeous black-haired vixen being photographed by a lot of men. That's a good dearie, dearie. Torsos, oh, terrific torsos. Elbows, ooh, bend for me, baby, yeah. A little more leg. I love leg. <laughs> Boy, this town stays up late. Okay, boys, I'm tired. Session's over. Come back tomorrow. We'll finish up. Aww. Good night. Good night. Hey, what gives, Mister? I said good night. Now please take your camera and go home. Well, that's not any way to treat an old friend. Bill. Bill Cortner, I haven't seen you in so long. <laughs> I didn't recognize you. I see you still have that horrible scar on your face from the car wreck you had right after graduation. Yes, but thankfully I can hide it under my long hair. I came over to offer my father's services as a plastic surgeon. He'll fix your face for free. No kidding. Do you think he'd do that for me? Yes. It's only 3:30 a.m. Let's go have him take a look. He's staying at my country house, not far from here. Oh, Bill, a girl could really lose her head over a guy like you. Back at the secret laboratory, Jan is forced to listen to Kurt's 15-minute monologue on his reason for helping the mad doctor. I want to be a surgeon again. With two good arms. How did you know that? Bill's new serum allows me telepathic communication. Right, monster baby? This can't be happening. It's madness. I don't believe you. Go see for yourself. And like the fool, he needs to be. Kurt crosses to the wooden cellar door of the monster's dungeon and slides open the speakeasy window. I knew you were lying. Kill him. <laughs> Suddenly, the monstrous hand reaches out and rips Kurt's withered arm out of its socket. Ah, my arm! Oh! Kurt has a rather protracted death fit. Ah! That entails him running about the room, scraping his stub against the wall. Ah, the agony! And squirting syrup everywhere. Ah, the horror! He makes quite a mess on the walls. Ah, the brutality! Before spinning one last time. Ah, all my dreams... Gone. And succumbing. Oh, dark, darkness coming over me. To death. I want my mommy. Not long after. Nobody knows the trouble. Succumbing I've... to death. Oh, God.
Thank you. Not long after, Dr. Cortner arrives at the country house with Doris. Where's your dad? He'll be along any moment. I recall that he said he had a conference tonight. Maybe returning late. Have a seat. I'll bring you a drink. Dr. Cortner laces Doris's drink with sleeping powder. Yes, yes, good body. A regular Jan Chopin. Oh, my. What's happening? I feel so strange. So, Bill, what, what have you done to me? Oh. What I had to do to save Jan. Dr. Cordner carries Doris downstairs and lays her on a picnic table. He spies Kurt's dead body and all the blood and hurries to the monster's dungeon door. You, in the closet, I command you to come out. Avenge us both. Jan, what are you doing? I'm breaking up with you. <laughs> the wretched experiment in the closet is revealed. A massive man-thing with a pulpy, cone-shaped head and disjointed, googly, paper-mâché eyeballs. <laughs> the ugly monster and the mad doctor do get out. Dr. Gordner is knocked to the floor. <clears throat> the room is suddenly engulfed in flames. The monster. Spooks up the unconscious body of Doris and flees the house moments before it. I am warning you, son. Don't play God. It'll come back to haunt you, haunt you, haunt you. Haunt you. Just fabulous. Rex Carlton and Joseph Green wrote The Brain That Wouldn't Die. Mr. Carlton committed suicide in 1970 when he couldn't pay the mob back for money he borrowed to finance another movie. Sheesh, talk about giving your life for your work. <laughs> I'd always hoped for a sequel. Ah, oh, well. Until next time, I bid you good night and good cheese.
Step right in, folks. Don't be shy. Witness with your own eyes grisly reenactments of the most famous deaths history can provide. Let's just burn this place down and be done with it. Help! He's going to kill me! My sole function in this sordid tale is to deliver Sue into your clutches, only to realize nearly too late that you're the villain. Now we can get married. Oh, Maddie, let's go now! My precious John of Arc! She's burning! You will pay for this! <laughs> no! It's my roommate! One was murdered! This way, folks, over here, satisfy your morbid curiosity. Kathy, are you sleeping in there? I have a merry year name in mind for my new wax museum. Would you like to hear it? Sure. How does this sound? House of Wax. Well, now, I bet that took some thought. I'm a sculptor, not a writer. Thank you for listening to Wednesday Wonders right here on the Mutual Audio Network. Please consider subscribing to other days of the Mutual feeds, including Monday Matinee for classic live and theatrical audio plays, Tuesday Terrors for horror audio drama, Thursday Thrillers for action, adventure, mystery, and crime drama, Friday Follies, our end-of-the-week comedy series, Saturday Story Circle for kids and families alike, and Sunday Showcase, bringing you the very newest in audio releases for the week from our United Artists of Audio, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.